Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Army Real Talk, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. Welcome to today's Association of the United States Army Thought Leader Podcast on the United States Army Corps of Engineers Innovation Summit 2021 with the theme, Innovation to Impact, Leading from the Future. This is Colonel Retired Dan Roper, AUSA's Director of National Security Studies. I'll be serving as your host. We're fortunate today to be joined by Dr. David Pittman, Director of the United States Army Engineer Research and Development Center, URDIC, that's headquartered in Vicksburg, Mississippi, and he's been in that position since March of 2017. As director, he manages one of the most diverse research organizations in the world. Seven laboratories located across four states, more than 2,100 employees, $1.2 billion in facilities, and a $1 billion annual program. He's also director of research and development and the chief scientist for the United States Army Corps of Engineers. Later this month, Dr. Pittman is going to play a major role in the 2021 USACE Corps of Engineers Innovation Summit. Innovation Impact Leading from the Future, an event that will showcase state-of-the-art work happening across the Corps, plus how USACE is shifting to a culture of taking chances with forward-thinking innovation. Our listeners may recall the informative and timely podcast in August 2020 that Dr. Pittman and several of his URDIC colleagues participated in on battling COVID-19, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Research and Development Center, that was a real eye-opener on some of the great efforts going on to battle COVID-19. So, Dr. Pittman, we'd like to welcome you back to AUSA's Thought Leaders Podcast. Thank you, Dan. I'm glad to be here. As you get ready to tell us about the main theme of this podcast, if you could briefly bring us up to date on some of the fantastic work that Erdick and the entire Corps of Engineers have done battling COVID-19, both in the early stages and where we are today, and then give us the mission of the United States Army Corps of Engineers and the specific mission of URDIC within the Corps. Well, thank you, Dan, and glad to update you. So kind of just starting out to level set everybody on the mission of the Corps of Engineers. In a way, we're the nation's engineers. So we've been around since 1775 when George Washington needed an engineer during the Revolutionary War, and we trace our beginnings to then, and we were some of the original engineers in the nation. Today, we call ourselves the world's premier public and military engineering organization, one of the premier organizations in the world. We partner both in peace and in war to strengthen national security, energize the economy, and reduce risk from disasters. Our tagline is we engineer solutions for the nation's toughest challenges. And so in that previous podcast you were talking about, that's just an example of some of the disasters and challenges that we deal with. And it sounds unusual for the Corps of Engineers to do that, but in fact, we did. As a matter of fact, some of the earlier work we did all the way back to March of 2020 when COVID was first hitting, we had a huge demand for hospitals. We were running out of hospital space. And so we jumped into something called alternative care facilities. We actually converted hotels, convention centers, and huge open spaces into temporary hospitals. And we did that very rapidly. Created thousands of hospital beds almost overnight. That was the Corps of Engineers. In the Erdic side of things, we're the research arm of the Army Corps of Engineers. 
we had our beginnings, the labs, in 1929, after the great flood of 1927, which is one of the greatest disasters in the history of the United States. The Mississippi River at Vicksburg, Mississippi, where we're headquartered, was 80 miles wide here, just to give you some context. So we've been doing great research ever since, from civil works, water resources kind of things, which is our beginnings, to a lot of military R&D that we do now. I like to call Erdic, you know, it's like Disney World for engineers and scientists, except at Erdic, the magic is real. So it's really big impacts that we have. I think General Spellman talked a little bit about what we're doing with R&D now in the Corps of Engineers in an earlier podcast. Suffice it to say, we're helping to solve some of the nation's toughest challenges in civil and military engineering, in geospatial research and engineering, in water resources engineering, that original mission back in 1929, even cold regions engineering, construction engineering, and environmental sciences. And we do that for the Army, of course. We're part of the Army. Navy, Air Force, Marines, Department of Defense, other government agencies, and for the nation's public good. So the earnings role on the COVID side was we actually did several things. We helped create some of those earlier, we call them containerized medical facilities. But if you know the little units that you can dial up and say, hey, I need to put some storage goods in this container in your driveway, they'll drop it in a container driveway, put your storage goods in there, and then they'll take it off and store it for you. Well, we converted those things into a temporary ICU, basically a hospital room for COVID patients. Just got a patent on it, by the way, working with our Huntsville Engineering Center. So just very innovative there. And then we actually developed a model to predict the spread of COVID and where it was going to go. So we worked with the medical community on that. And at the time, it was the only model that the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, had on their website from a government agency. You know, Johns Hopkins had a model and others did as well. So it's just that kind of varied expertise and multidisciplinary approaches that we bring in everything we do. We will dive into our next topic right after this. Did you know, as a member of AUSA, you have access to many benefits? From car rental to entertainment discounts, the opportunities are ample. Visit www.ausa.org benefits to learn more. With all the innovative work that you're describing, it's not surprising that you're hosting an innovation summit. Could you please tell us what it's all about and what kind of work will be featured at the innovation summit? So this innovation summit is actually the second innovation summit that we hosted. We had one a couple of years ago. That one was in person. We actually were able to bring a lot of people to Vicksburg. We got a huge, beautiful facility here to do it. But this one's going to be virtual in response to COVID, of course, the conditions that we're facing. So this is going to be a virtual event. So it's going to be much easier for people around the world to attend. It's set for Monday, October the 25th, and it'll go all the way through that Friday, October the 29th. So it's going to be a week-long event. And this time, it's not just going to emphasize technology. We did that in the first summit because we are engineers, of course, and we love our technology. This one will have technology in it, but it's also going to talk about innovations in business practices. And I think the third leg of innovation really, besides technology and business practices, is people themselves. So how do you lead in technology? And what are innovative practices are we doing relative to leading in virtual environments, as we're all having to do right now? Many of us are teleworking now. And so that's just changing the way we work. So it's going to include all of that. And it's not just going to be the Corps of Engineers talking just to each other. We're going to have the Department of Defense team members there, of course. Other government agencies will be there. Industry will be there. Academia will be there. So I think it's going to be a very exciting event. 
in terms of the kind of things that we're going to talk about. So, you know, the chief of engineers, he talks about his priorities. He says people, readiness, partnerships, and revolutionizing how we do business. So this was really focusing on revolutionizing how we do what we do in the core engineers. So we're going to showcase R&D projects, business practices, and human capital or the people side of the core engineers. Some examples of the R&D products are, for instance, we're creating this thing called Erdix Cyber City. So Cyber City, it's an immersive research environment of physical models that's going to help us solve cybersecurity challenges. You know, the Colonial Pipeline, for instance, nefarious actors from outside the United States shut down the Colonial Pipeline, caused a huge national challenge for us. So what if somebody could shut down one of our dams, you know, one of our locks? The Corps is in charge of a lot of infrastructure. What if they could do that on one of our military bases? You know, that wouldn't be very good. So we're doing research to support that challenge. There's another project with the Great Lakes and Ohio River Division, one of our divisions in the Corps of Engineers. They're going to have somebody come on and talk about innovative hands-free mooring systems as barges and huge vessels pass through our locks and dams. Rowan University, one of our university partners in New Jersey, they're going to come on and talk about some of their groundbreaking pavement research for building in cold regions, very cold regions. Vanderbilt is going to come on and talk about their computational tools for ensuring the integrity and durability of structures. So these are world-class organizations working with us to bring innovation to the core. Some of the business processes examples, so we're going to have our Kansas City District of the Corps of Engineers. They're going to talk about model-based design review workflows for process improvement. That's a mouthful, but basically it's streamlining how we do our business processes. We're going to have our small business group come in. We do most of the work we do in the core is through small businesses. We don't do anything along. We do everything with partners, whether it's R&D or building something or maintaining something. And so our small business office is going to come in and talk about improvements to how you can actually work with the Army Corps of Engineers. And then finally, on the people side of things, we're going to talk about the workplace of the future and workplace readiness. COVID has changed how we work around the world, not just in the Corps of Engineers. We have the best and brightest people in the world working for the Corps of Engineers. And so how do you maintain that readiness? How do you get your work done and maintain the esprit de corps that we have and we're famous for while working in a virtual environment? It was a huge sea change for us, just like it was the rest of the world. So how did we deal with that and what are we doing about that in the future? So that's some examples of the kind of things that we're going to talk about at the Innovation Summit. You're certainly covering a broad landscape of activities and innovation occurring in more domains. And I think our listeners probably realized that you were deeply involved with. Could you tell us who are some of the Innovation Summit speakers and what organizations do you expect to be there? We're actually going to have the Chief of Engineers himself, General Scott Spellman. He's been the Chief now for about a year. He's the 55th Chief of Engineers. He's number 55 in a long line of Chiefs of Engineers since 1775. And he's the Commanding General of the Army Corps of Engineers. So he's going to do the opening keynote. So we're going to start out strong and we're going to try to finish strong too. So we're going to have leaders from across the Corps of Engineers, other generals, other senior leaders, and the Department of Defense. They're coming to speak as well. We have a lot of keynote presentations. We actually have other government agencies like NASA, for instance. They're going to come in and talk about innovation. Their agency lead for innovation is going to be speaking. We're also going to have a lot of great industry speakers as well. So we'll have representatives from Amazon. Microsoft, Caterpillar, IBM, and many more joining us as well. For instance, Microsoft's Corporate Vice President for the Worldwide Public Sector is going to join us. 
And I don't know if you know this, but Forbes and the Wall Street Journal just came out of a list of the most innovative companies in the world. And Amazon, Microsoft, and IBM are among the top five companies in the world for innovation. So they're going to be speaking at this summit. Of course, these companies are known all over the world for taking major strides in creating a culture of innovation and how they do what they do. And so they're going to come and they're going to share their best practices and their expertise with us. That's great to hear. From listening to what you're involved in and how you've been doing it and how long you've been doing it, I suspect they're going a lot from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and its partners as well. This would be a mutually beneficial event for all of you. I think you might have partially answered this already, but is innovation something new within the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and why is it so important, and why is it so important now? That's a great question, Dan, and, you know, innovation isn't new. We've been innovating since 1775, so it isn't new to the Corps, but it's certainly the new emphasis. So one line of effort in our Army Corps of Engineers, we call it our campaign plan. It's kind of like the strategy where we're going as a command, as an organization. It's called revolutionize. So we're going to revolutionize how we do things. And what he means by that, one part of that is he encourages every team member of the Army Corps of Engineers to come in every day, constantly looking for innovative ways to advance the Corps of Engineers. That's what world-class organizations do. They're constantly striving to improve. So in that sense, you know, it's not new, but it is new. So renewed emphasis on it. And in Earth, of course, back to the R&D labs, you know, innovation, that's exactly what we do every day. Research and development is a key way to innovate. So at URDIC, we say we discover, develop, and deliver new ways to make the world safer and better every day. That's kind of our tagline. That's what we've done since we got our start as a waterways experiment station back in 1929. And as an R&D organization, there's constant innovation, especially when you tackle the challenges as hard as the ones we get to work on every day. And I'll make one more point about how we do it. We're going to collaborate with others. We realize that as great as Corps of Engineers is, we don't know everything. We're going to work with industry and academia, their world experts themselves. We always want to work with the best. So we believe that collaboration fuels innovation, and partnerships are vital to us in delivering our mission. You know, as we deliver engineering solutions for the nation's toughest challenges, we're going to partner and collaborate with the best in the world, most innovative in the world. That's what this summit is all about, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Well, it certainly sounds like the commanding general's emphasis on people, readiness, partnerships, and revolutionizing how you do business, those are exactly the right lenses with which to view your operational environment and those of your partners. This has been a fantastic summary of what you're doing, and I'm sure it's captured the interest of a lot of our listening audience now that they can participate in this and it doesn't necessarily require somebody to travel halfway across the country or further to get to it. And they can select from five days worth of fascinating conversations and presentations. I really hope that generates the interest that this deserves. Do you have any final comments for our listeners? Well, Dan, I think you hit it right on the head. You know, being virtual, we hope that everybody who has any interest in all and the Corps of Engineers or Innovation can join us. We're trying to make it as easy as possible and interesting as possible. So we really hope our listeners out there will join us. The Chief of Engineers, General Spellman, has put a huge emphasis on R&D and innovation. And there's a lot of great reasons for that. We talked about timeliness earlier, you know, why now? And another compelling reason to be more innovative now and do more R&D 
is that our workload in the Corps of Engineers has more than doubled in the last five years. And General Spelman had a great quote recently about that. He said, we're not going to build our way out of this problem. What he means by that is we're not going to be able to just double what we do every day by working harder. We've got to work a lot smarter. We've got to innovate. We've got to do more R&D to help us do things you know, faster, cheaper, better, we say. That's what Revolutionize is all about. So we'd love for your listeners to join us at the Innovation Summit. Again, it begins at noon on Monday, October the 25th. It's free for everyone to attend. All we ask you to do is to register ahead of time at this website www.usaceinnovationsummit, so it's usaceinnovationsummit.org. That's how you can join us, and I really hope you do. And thanks for the opportunity, Dan, to talk about this. Thanks, Dr. Pittman. We're really fortunate to have you back and both provide us an update on some of the great work you've done and are doing battling COVID-19 on behalf of the nation and helping inform and educate our audience on what's happening at the Disney World for Engineers and Innovators. And I think that should strike some interest in your summit. It's really going to be an outstanding event. And we wish you continued success as you tackle some of the nation's toughest challenges and help exploit some of the biggest opportunities, not only for the Army and the Corps of Engineers, but for the nation. Thank you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters Podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters Podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at Have a great Army day. Hua.